Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So thank you for joining me for another episode. Here we are. I am going to do just what I said in that intro. I'm going to talk about all things simple. I haven't decided on a title yet for this one, but I've got a lot on my mind. And so we're going to talk about various things and simplifying and less is more and stop the crazy insanity of striving after stuff. And, you know, we're just going to we're going to see where the Lord leads us in this one, because I sort of had a lot on my mind and I'm just like, you know what, God, I'm going to just let you lead this and you're going to tell me what to say. So we'll see how how that goes. Before we start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publishing company. They have an amazing abundance of homeschool curriculum. I have used their curriculum for as long as I can remember and for different subjects and we have always loved their uh, resources even if you're not a homeschooler they have amazing stuff for your family so go check them out at apologia.com also I wanted to let you know that the simply living for him homeschool consulting and mentorship program is underway I've met with several homeschooling moms already through my uh, consulting program and it has been such a blessing. I've had so much great feedback about how these consultations are benefiting homeschool moms, but let me tell you, I feel like I'm blessed doubly because it's such a um, a gift to me that I'm able to encourage moms, pray with moms, you know, listen. A lot of you moms out there, you just need a listening ear, and I get that an outside perspective. Uh, these moms, some of them are just starting out their homeschooling journey and are just looking to sort through all the information and choose curriculum and just need somebody to kind of point them into um, the right direction. And you know me, I'm pointing everybody to G in these consultations. Um, but it's just been a, a blessing for me. You know, after I speak at homeschooling conventions, I always have moms come up to me afterwards with questions. And there's only so much I can do in that five minute, you know, window that I get. Um, or I get emails often. And the consultation and mentoring program has just been such a blessing that I can give my full attention for an hour and speak with moms about their concerns, about, you know, things that they may be struggling with or they need guidance with an encouragement. I've been able to pray with moms. I've been able to um, encourage them in their journey. Some moms that I've met with have been doing this a long time and they just need you know, an extra boost to keep going. So wherever you're at on your homeschooling journey, if you think you would benefit from a consultation or the mentoring program, please check it out on the website. I will put the link in the webpage here um, for this podcast episode. These uh, consultations take place via phone or Skype or FaceTime or Zoom link, whatever works for you. For a limited people, if you are local, that is a possibility to meet in person as well. I find most people are enjoying the FaceTime Um, I mean, it's just like having coffee with me and we sit down and we talk and it's been so much fun. So I I, I just love what I do. So go check that out. 
Um, we have packages available if you want, you know, an ongoing consultation like mentoring program or we have just one time um, hour visits. If you just need somebody to give you that boost, I'm here. So go check that out. So today we're going to talk about all things simple. And, you know, I just um, was on my Instagram this week and I was just like, ah, enough. And I talked about this um Several podcast episodes ago, I believe I talked about um, renovating our hearts before we're renovating our homes. <laughs> and so, you know, I kind of been thinking about that again. And I don't really tend to follow a lot of these home renovations or DIYers or decor pages because that's just not me. I'm not into that stuff. But every once in a while, I stumble upon something and I'm just like, wow people really put a lot of time and energy into this stuff and it's such a reflection of our society and you know it's anything but simple I mean I follow pages people are saying that they are you know keep staying up at night trying to decide paint colors it's keeping them awake at night and you know it's the paint colors is like their biggest life issue at the moment or you know it's keeping them up at night trying to find that perfect dining room table or whatever it is you know and and people are working hard to make all these details in their homes and you know it really stems from this HGTV and insta world that we live in because all of a sudden we think that's what we need right I mean think of our grandparents years ago they were just happy to have a simple little home that they could call their own that they could raise their families in and quite frankly, I don't get excited about decorations or stuff and paint colors and all that. And I know people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think it's a problem when we literally are like revolving our lives around it and constantly feeling like um, this is like a necessity. Paint colors are not a necessity. What goes on in the walls of that home, the relationships you have with the people in that home, that's the necessity, right? The type of home you have and the amount of um, investment that people are putting in. People are going into debt over like, you know, trying to have these homes that look like HGTV. And, you know, it's, it's, what does the Bible say about debt? And, you know, it just, it's, it's sad to me. Could you imagine that we spent the same amount of time on our hearts, on our insides, if we do on our outsides? Because this doesn't even really just go for like HGTV and DIY stuff. What about, there's like tons of Instagram accounts on beauty and makeup and hair. And it's, I mean, I, I know I only like, touch a sliver of it because I just don't follow a lot of stuff on Instagram. I use Instagram a lot for my ministry purposes to reach people, to follow my friends and family, but I don't follow a lot of, you know, accounts out there. But like I said, every once in a while, I stumble upon these things and I'm just like, what in the world? Like there's entire things going on out there on curling your hair and doing your makeup. And yeah, it's, and not, like I said, I've only uncovered a tiny bit of it. Can you imagine, though, that we had that many Instagram accounts devoted to getting in the Word of God and living out our faith and, you know, letting Jesus 
renovate our heart because do you know that in Romans 12 too it says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and the word for renewing there is actually translated to the word renovate God wants to renovate our mind he wants to make us new from the inside out and that to me is so much more beautiful than all this outside stuff that we're getting caught up in. And you know, I talk about this all the time in the homeschooling community, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. The homeschooling community is conforming to the world often. And I'm not saying everybody out there. So please, if this isn't you, please, I don't, I know, I'm not trying to, you know, con- condemn everyone, but this is my overall. And I guarantee you, if you're in the homeschool community and you look at the overall homeschooling community or the Christian community or whatever it is, and you look at the overall scope, right? These are things that are happening. And I'm not saying it's everyone. So, you know, I don't, I definitely don't mean to single people out. It's just one of these observations that I make on the culture as a whole. Um, but I would say that anyone in the homeschooling community would look at the homeschooling community and say it's different than it was 10 years and way different than it was 20 years ago. And we are losing sight of our purpose because we're so focused on the stuff. We're so focused on the curriculum. We're so focused on how we're doing everything. We're so focused on making our schoolrooms fancy. Forget it. If you go on Instagram and you, you know, hashtag homeschool schoolroom, Woo! Are you going to find some magazine-worthy photos, right? But that's not the whole picture of most people's homeschool. And really, homeschooling is not about what your schoolroom looks like, right? It's about what goes on in the four walls of your home and, most importantly, outside of the four walls of your home. From the beginning of time, when I started Simply Living for Him, this was something that was always on my heart. You know, I always felt like, gosh, the world is chasing and chasing and chasing after all this stuff. Why aren't we chasing and chasing after Jesus? Why aren't we thirsting after his word like we're thirsting after the next episode of Picture Upper? Why aren't we um, so enthralled with him that we are with our homes? Like, And these were things I used to think about. These are things I still think about. And I remember when I started Simply Living for Him, it was back when we had visited a, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see, it was like a 19th century or was it 18th century? 18th or 19th century farmhouse down in um, uh, Virginia, in um, Jamestown and Yorktown. This was in Yorktown. So it was like 1800s and uh, or 1700s. Oh, I'm, I'm messing up my history right here. I'm sure you guys will correct me. Um, so anyway... <clears throat> No, it was 1700. Sorry. So anyway, we were down there and we went to this farmhouse and it was like, you know, supposed to be from that time period. And so that's when my whole Simply Living for Him thing started because I came home from that trip and I kept thinking about how simple this home was and how these people had just enough to suit their needs and to survive. And how grateful I'm sure they would be to have all the modern conveniences that we have. And I thought, what would it be like to live in that house, you know, that was just enough? It, was, it wasn't it was like a shack. It wasn't a uh, 
little one room house. It was it, it had the kitchen and the main living area and I guess a bedroom and probably a loft upstairs. It was like a little house on the prairie house, right? Um but it was just enough. They literally had six hooks on the wall, one hook for each family member's clothing. All of their clothing, not a walk-in closet for each of them, one hook. For all of their belongings. They had one plate, one cup, one dish for each person in the family. And, you know, I thought about that and I said to myself, what would it be like if we literally just had that? But we still had modern technology. We had the washing machine and the refrigerator and the modern day cooking and stuff like that. Could you imagine? And I guess that's like the tiny house movement somewhat these days, you know, which I kind of think is cool. Um, just enough, just enough. I'm not saying you have to live in squalor and poverty, but enough without trying to go so over the top. And could you imagine, you know, I said those people back then would laugh at us because we have all those modern conveniences and yet we're more discontent than ever and we're busier than ever. Now, how can we possibly be busier than ever? We don't have to spend all day just to cook a meal. We don't have to go hunting and fishing and gathering to catch our food. Some of you out there do, I know, but most of us don't. We can just go down to Aldi and get our, our dinner, right? We don't have to um, spend, you know, the day washing the clothes down at the creek. Got my new washing machine. I stick it in. It tells me it'll be done in an hour. I go back in an hour. It's done, right? What if we had just what we need but and we had those modern conveniences? What would we devote all of our extra time to? You know, quite frankly, we do have everything. We have it so easy these days, but yet our society is more stressed than ever, more discontent than ever. The suicide rates are out the window. People are stressed, depressed, discontent, striving, chasing, trying to fill, you know, this need in their life when their lives are overflowing with stuff. What is going on? And so I always say less is more. Less is best. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a little poet. Less is best. Seriously, the less you have, and I'm not saying deprive yourself and be in poverty, the less you have, though, the easier it is to focus on what matters most, and that's Jesus. I say that at the top of the show, right at the intro. Um, the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more you desire him, the less you desire the things of this world. What do I mean when I say that, okay? The more you are thinking on Jesus, the more you are filling your mind with God's word, the more you... Uh, are seeking his kingdom, the less you are trying to build your own little kingdom, the less you are thinking about filling up on the things of this world. In fact, the things of this world fade away because they don't seem quite that important when looking at things through the lens of God. You know, I talked a while back about my little fascination with the moon, right? How I did a whole episode about our perspective and thinking about how really big God is and how very small we are. And I, I am still in this little, like, 
phase about the universe. And I haven't been reading my moon book so much. But this week in my um, homeschool, my fifth grader, he's doing Bible-based homeschooling, where we're using the Bible as our springboard to really teach our science and our history. And, and a lot of our subjects are coming from the Bible. And we're in Genesis, and we're in creation, and we're in the fourth day of creation. And since I love the moon and all this stuff, we're kind of like really getting involved in spending like two weeks studying all this stuff. And so the more I read about this universe and I I, I just stop and I think about, because, you know, I think in our society, we just make our own world so big. We think like we are it. And we get wrapped up in our our little world, our home, our our homeschool, if you're a homeschooler, our, you know, um, our stuff, our little bubble, our little world. When this world we live in is so big, and I'm not even just talking about Earth. I am talking about the universe. This afternoon, I was sitting outside. It was My kids were playing, and I was just staring up at the trees, and I was just like pondering how big and amazing and huge God is, and how every little detail is ordained just perfectly so. And how sovereign he is over every detail. I mean, when I think about how big the universe is, and I know that God is in control of that whole universe, it is such a comforting to me because here I am in my own little world, which yet I tend to make so big. My own little world. And I think that this is like so important. All these things are so important. How the home looks is so important. You know, if I choose that perfect writing curriculum, it's so important. If I, you know, get the latest job, fall trends and clothing. It's so important. The latest car, the latest, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, these things are not important. When you really sit down and you look at how big the universe is and you realize in a split second too, it can all be gone. We never know what the Lord has for us. Why are we wasting so much time that is draining us on all these details. We are so blessed to have the word of God. The God that created this vast universe is speaking through to us through his word. And what are we doing? Scrolling through Instagram and Facebook all day. Now I say these things and I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, I can fall into that trap just like anyone else. I love the word of God. I love to be in my word. I love studying the Bible. I can get lost in the Bible all afternoon, just reading it and communicating with the Lord and praying and, and, you know, reading all the cross references and the words. I love it. But there are days where I'm just like, eh, it's just easier to scroll through Instagram today. Why? And you know what? Guess what? Satan loves that. He'll use anything to distract us from the Lord. He'll use anything to distract us from the word of God. He'll use anything to confuse us. And you know what? I think our society is confused. We're confused about where contentment comes from. Contentment doesn't come from stuff. Contentment comes from our relationship with the Lord. And comes from, here's this, comes from glorifying him and serving him. And what are we supposed to be doing with our life? Building his kingdom. But what are most of us doing every single day? Focusing on building our kingdom. And what do I mean by that? We're DIY in our house. We're focused on how everything looks. We're focusing on our achievements. We're focusing on what we can do. We're focusing on us. When our purpose in life is to build his kingdom, to share the good news of Jesus, to, um, 
glorify him in all we do, to point to him in all we do. And yet we get so wrapped up. Like I said, Satan loves to confuse us. We think we're going to find contentment when we finally do that living room over. We think we're going to find contentment when we finally get that perfect job. We think we're going to find contentment when our kids finally get their math equations. We think we're going to find contentment when, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is for you. Our contentment comes from Christ. No matter what situation we're in, no matter what kind of house we live in, no matter what kind of car we drive, no matter if our kids are getting it in math or not, there's a deep sense of contentment when we're seeking after Him and knowing that every single detail of our lives is ordained by Him and we are to point back to Him. When you think about how big and vast this universe is, like go outside at night and look at the stars. Take your mind off yourself. Take your mind off the worries of this world that are bogging you down and be like, Oh my goodness, I get this life to live and I get to live it for the one who created those stars? Whoa! See, we all get it backwards. We think we're living this life for us. We're living this life for him. And I'm right there with you. I do it so much. That's why I'm talking about this now because these are the things I think about and I'm like, Karen, you need to get this right. You need to stop focusing on yourself. Like just this week, some worries started to trickle in and anxiety and fears about different things. And I want to tell you, hallelujah, I feel like God is making such a breakthrough in my life in that area because he's been having me focus on the magnitude of him. And boy, do all my problems get so small so quickly. And I always just go back and say, God is in control if, if you really want to sometimes put things into perspective, think back to like what you were worried about 10 years ago. You still worried about that today? Think back to what you were worried about five years ago. You still worried about that today? There are so many things that I was worried about all along that I'm not worried about today. There was the time where I thought, oh, life will be grand when I get that new phone. Life will be grand when I get that new thing. Life will be grand when my kids are this whatever age. Life will be grand when I get to heaven. But right now, our job is to live each day with our eyes on Jesus. No matter what circumstances are around us. No matter what, you know, the decor looks like. No matter what things are going on around us. Our job is to focus on Jesus and the good, the bad, and everything in between. And I don't want to downplay out there people that are going through really, really hard things. I get it. I know. I've gone through really, really hard things. But when we're looking back on them, or we're kind of out of that situation, we can say, God was still there in that hard thing. He did not change circumstances changed tragedies may have happened but God remained the same and I worship a God who is always the same and that is so comforting to know that he is there no matter what and face it there are tragedies all the time in every single person's life no one is immune so we don't look at it like oh well 
you know, God isn't taking care of me. God didn't answer my prayer. Oh, no, God is taking care of you because you exist. And he has a plan through everything. There are people that have faced some unspeakable tragedies. I myself in my life have been through unspeakable tragedies and things that I have yet to speak about publicly. So I get it. I know. I know suffering. But I also know my God has never left me. And I look at those stars. I look at those trees. I look at all the huge, vast things around me. And I think, how great is our God how precious is life and this life he gave me will be over in a blink of an eye and I do not want to waste it on all these details of life that are going to fade away you know all that house renovation will end in dust someday even our very bodies right dust ash uh, go to dust one day but our souls we're going to go and be in eternity in heaven forever so we need to focus on people on relationships on building his kingdom not our own little kingdoms and so i think about these things more and more and i'm just excited at simply living for him because i feel like there's just so much more i want to tap into here to encourage people in the homeschooling community, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep going with my message to simplify because now that I'm out of it, it's funny how how your perspective changes. I talked about this uh, several weeks ago on the podcast. It's funny how your perspective changes when all of a sudden you're on the other side of a journey. As soon as my daughter went off to college, I felt like my whole world was flipped upside down. And all of a sudden, I could look in the rear view mirror and see clearly all the things I fretted about, all the things I worried about, all the many things I focused on over the years didn't matter anymore. What mattered was that I raised her to know and love the Lord, that I pointed her to Jesus. What mattered was that we showed love in our home. Everything else falls into place after we do that. Everything else falls into its proper place when we seek God first. So I really want to encourage you guys out there today. If you've been listening for a long time, you know my heart is for all things simple. And I really, I just pray. I pray everyone who listens to this can get to that mindset to really focus on their life and see it through the lens of God. What does God want you to do with your time? What does God want you to do with your talents and your gifts? He's given us all so many different beautiful gifts to serve him. And what does he want you to do with your treasure? Like I said, could you imagine we would, Christians, we would turn the world upside down if we spent and invested the amount of time and energy and effort into building his kingdom, into seeking him, into glorifying him, into knowing his word more. We would turn the world upside down if we spent that amount of time in those things that we do in all the other stuff in our lives. And I'm not saying we can't go on the internet. I'm not saying we can't have a nice home. I'm not saying it's, you know, bad to have those things, nice car, whatever it is. But you know what I'm saying. We are a culture that is caught up. 
a culture that is confused. We need to not be caught up in those things. We need to be caught up in the things of God and seeking after him and chasing him with our whole heart, our whole soul, our whole mind, our strength. Really, we could turn this world upside down. You know, our, our culture, like I said, we're confused. We're focusing on the stuff. We're focusing on our homes. Half of us don't want to have company anymore because we're worried about if our home isn't, you know, renovation ready, if it's not perfect. People, invite your friend over for tea. Who cares what your home looks like? I had a good friend stop over the other day unexpectedly. I literally jumped out of my seat with excitement. I was so happy when I saw her walking up my front walkway, stepping onto my porch. I ran out there. My house was a disaster inside. We were right there in the middle of homeschooling. But it was so fun to see a friend. And she stopped by. She brought me some chocolate. She gave me a hug. Let's do that. Let's do more of that. Like, the old days, right? You would stop by a friend's house just to check up on them, just to see if they're okay. We don't do that anymore. We're, I, for me, I, I don't do that because I'm afraid the other person might be busy and they might not want me there. Maybe their house isn't, you know, how they want it. We have this weird, like, thing that we're, you know, we're, we don't want to bother anyone. I think sitting on the front porch with a friend who cares what your home looks like inside? You're connecting with another soul. And if they're a good friend, they don't really care that your house is a wreck or it's not, you know, looking like an HGTV house. They care about you. The HGTV house is going to fade away someday. But your soul, your relationships, your focus on the Lord, the things that are eternal, that's what lasts forever. So I encourage you, even though the world's getting more complicated and crazy every day, focus on keeping it simple. Ask yourself, does this matter in the long run? Will this matter 10 years from now? Will it matter 20 years from now? Will it matter after I'm, you know, not here anymore? And reevaluate. What are you spending your time, your talents, your treasures on? The things of the Lord or the things of this world? It says in Romans 12 too, we are not to be conformed to this world. This world loves to be focused on how things look. This world loves to be focused on, you know, achievements and all that. When we know seeking God first is the biggest thing you can do in your life. I just spoke last uh, week to a homeschool consulting client and we were talking about, and I've talked about this, you know, on the blog, or I think I, I think I blogged about it last week. Yeah, I did. I blogged about it. And you could check out that uh, link in the episode webpage. Um, but we were talking and I said, you know, quite frankly, we we're talking about what are the best things to prepare your kids and the best skills to teach. And I'm like, you know what, quite frankly, the most important life skill that you can teach your child is to seek the Lord. To seek God first and everything. Teach them Matthew 6.33. Because out of that, everything they do will flow from their relationship with the Lord. If the Lord is first in their life, then everything else flows from that. How they keep their home, how they handle college, how they pursue their academics. They will chase after God's call and God's will and God's plan for their life. It's the most important thing you can do. But I say it to moms and dads right now, whoever's listening, parents, women, 
anyone. The most important thing you can do in your life is seek God first. Because then everything that you do in your life is an outflow of that relationship with God. Everything else falls into its proper place. It's an amazing thing. And I'm still on this journey. Matthew 6.33 is my life verse, our family verse. It's our homeschool verse. It's our everything verse. And I have to remind myself of it often. And that's why I say, get in your word. Get off of the internet and get in your word. Get off of HGTV and get in your word. Because that is what will keep you focused on the truth and on the things that matter most. If we spent the amount of time in our word that we do on Netflix, binge-watching shows, we could change the world. I'm serious. And this is, this is coming from, you know, somebody who, my family and I, we like to watch our shows. So I'm not over there. This is not about condemning you guys out there. These are just things that I feel like the Lord has been teaching me. And I say, let's do it. Let's be in it together. Who's with me? Let's seek after him. Let's not just say it. Let's do it. We could change the world. So I hope this encouraged you today. And I'd love to hear from you. If you want to comment wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it, if it has blessed you um, and give me, you know, a shout out over there, share it on your Facebook or your Instagram. Let me know what you think. I'd love to continue the conversation um, out there. And, you know, this is my ministry here, Simply Living for Him. Sure, I'm on the internet. Sure, I'm on the iTunes and wherever else you're listen, listening to the podcast. And uh, my really my goal, though, is to use those things to point people to Jesus. That's my way of like kind of butting in over there on the Instagram and saying, oh yeah, hey you, you're scrolling through and looking at all those couches and tables and furniture. Here's a little Jesus for you. (laughs) So that is my mission as Simply Living for Him. It will always be to point others to Jesus. Good news if you're a homeschooler or even if you're not, I'm going to be speaking at several events this spring. I have not listed them yet on the website, but I will be soon. I will be coming to various locations across the country. So I would love to see you at an event. I'm planning brand new stuff and content for 2020. I'm very excited. I'm also um, taking any inquiries if you are interested in bringing me to speak at your event or your church or your women's group, your Bible study. Um, if you want to email me at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com, I am available to come and put on a day event at your church or to be your speaker at your event. Let me know. Um, we did that last year. We went down to a church in North Carolina. We had a blast. And so I would love to do that again this year. So I have some um, dates open. So give me a shout out at Karen at simplylivingforhim.com if you'd be interested in that. And again, the homeschool consulting and mentorship program is underway. If you would love to uh, get a little perspective, a little fresh perspective, encouragement, whatever it is, you need some guidance, um, we'll chat. We have, I have spaces open for an hour via FaceTime, phone call, um, Zoom link, whatever works for you. And if you are local, it's possible to meet at the local Starbucks. <laughs> And we can sit and chat for an hour. I'm very excited about this um, part of the ministry. This has just been such a blessing already, and I'm looking forward to meeting with more clients. So you can find all that information as well at simplylivingforhim.com. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.